Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Our guest today is Atlanta-based designer Sandy Mazzi. After receiving a master's in interior design from the Florence Institute of Design in Italy, Sandy cut her teeth in the design world at New York-based design firm Christopher Maya Inc. and Interior Architects. From there, Sandy opened S. Mazzi Interiors here in Atlanta as a principal designer, and her colorful, detail-oriented design work has been featured by prominent publications such as Atlanta Magazine, Pop Sugar, House Beautiful, and Modern Luxury. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for joining you us. Thank you for having me. No, we're excited you came in today. To yes. Us. <laughs> and we have probably our most frequently asked question as a topic, paint. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about paint. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about color. Um, before we get to that though, I thought you could, I've, I've never seen the, um, masters from a place in Italy. We've never had, I don't know if we've had that on the show. So I thought that was (laughs) kind of an interesting place Um, to start. Yeah. Tell us about how you started. Yes. Well, if it's, it was as amazing as you might imagine it to be. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was, I did design school, um, in New York. And so I kind of, after working a little bit, I wanted a different perspective. And I unfortunately graduated design school in 2008 (laughs) when Mm, it was impossible to find Mm -hmm. a job. And so it was a way for me to further my career and kind of gain a different perspective. And so I did it, went to Florence, Italy, for a year and got my master's. Um, I did not want um, like an American experience in Italy. And I so I chose this um, international design institute where, you know, they had cl- uh, students from all over the world. So we had classmates from the Middle East, Egypt, you know, Asia, South America. And it really kind of was great in that it gave me perspective in how different cultures Mm -hmm. and climates also play into design. Um, So it was, it was really good. It was kind of eye-opening and it was a great learning experience. Um, Yeah. And, you know, of course, as you imagine, it was, you know, we were in Florence, so, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you, it's the Mecca of yeah, craftsmanship so like, and, yeah. and, and history, yeah. the Renaissance, yeah. you know, right. design was all there. It started from there. And so our art history classes were just walking around the city and amazing. walking, you that know, amazing. walking around, um, looking at buildings, touching things that have been there for, you know, hundreds of years yeah. and uh. left over from the Medici family. It's just amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how did you pivot after? Exactly. <laughs> how do you come home? Yeah. After that? <laughs> I live here now. Bye. <laughs> I mean, it was hard to come back, but, um, I went back to New York and then I went into working at, um, a commercial firm and then kind of happened upon interior architects. Um, so it was different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Atlanta after that. <laughs> what made you want to leave New York? And, ha- and how long did you work at um, Christopher Maya? So Christopher Maya, I was there for two years and that 
was before I went to Italy. So mm-hmm. um, learned a lot. Oh, okay. That was before Italy. Got it. Yes. It was a lot. I learned a lot, but it was also a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, working in New York and, and so, you know, Italy. And then I came back and wanted to try different things. So I kind of ventured into the more commercial design world, mm-hmm. um, which was very different from residential design. And then realized... I still like residential better. So then when it moved to Atlanta, I started my own business um, Uh focusing on residential design. I loved looking through your portfolio because, well, I did see that sort of global influence. I don't know. It (laughs) seemed like there was, yeah, a lot of interesting materials and tile work and... um, but I, I was really struck by the color. And there were a couple rooms where I was like, oh, I'm dying to know what that paint color is. <laughs> and and even some of the more neutral wall colors um, I thought were really beautiful. And I do think sometimes picking a neutral is almost harder than picking a color. So And, mm-hmm. and I feel like everyone asks about paint. So I thought, why don't we just talk about paint? Let's just start from the beginning. Um, yeah. How do you know what paint color you want to use? Where in the design process do you decide? Do you decide on the paint color? Um, I know different people do it differently, but I like to approach it from the pretty much on the beginning side um, to kind of inform a direction. Um, mm-hmm. And it usually starts with really with the client. You know, mm-hmm. what are they looking for? What mood they're looking for? Um, how do they want to feel in that space? Is it a space that they want? Is it a space that, you know, you want it to be cozy or is it a mm-hmm. space that you want kind of light and bright? So that kind of informs the direction. And then really it's, you know, what is their favorite color? What is mm-hmm. their happy color? You know, what do they want to bring in? Because of course everyone has a color that, you know, makes them happy or mm-hmm. that they want to incorporate. Yeah. Sure. It's okay. So if someone says like, I really love blue, I want blue. Is that, is your go-to to pick the blue paint color or are you going to like pick some blue fabrics, a blue rug, and then maybe go to a blue paint color or like how did, mm-hmm. how does, if you know what your, your favorite color is or the color you want to use, right? I guess, how do you figure out where to assign it within the room? Like, is it always paint? Not all the time. If I'm starting from a blank slate, if it's like a dining room, for example, mm-hmm. I like to kind of go bolder in the dining room. So it could be a bit blue walls or mm-hmm. blue wallpaper. Um, powder room is the same. I like to go bold in powder rooms. If it's yeah. like a living room, then maybe we can kind of go more neutral. And then, and it also depends if a room has a lot of windows and doors, it might not make sense to paint a bold color or mm-hmm. a, a color really, because it's not going to have as much impact um, because of all the windows and doors and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not having as much wall space. um, Totally. That makes sense. I don't know that we've ever articulated that (laughs) or anyone has ever articulated that on the show, but I like, yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. (laughs) There's more openings than walls. Maybe not the case. Well, it's just, you you know, if you're going for bold color and you have tons of windows and doorways then yeah, you're not, you're not getting the impact. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, unless you do all your trim on your windows and your True. doors, all the same and color, your, and that's a whole and thing your drapery, too, though. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a different. Yes, yeah, so then that's a different yeah. impact too, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I did notice some some deep blue colors. Um, yes. Like, and then there was one. Okay, there was one um, space where you use sort of a Kelly green cabinet. 
like kitchen cabinet, lower cabinets. Oh, yes. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's kind of an unusual choice. Like, yes, usually you might see like a blue and I feel like green is kind of more. It's you're seeing it more now, but yeah, it's not Kelly green. It's riskier, I would say. Yeah. But this was for a client who she's a professional baker and this was oh. her professional kitchen in their basement. And so it was she got to call the shots on how she wanted that kitchen to look like, you know, and that was her space. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't also, it also wasn't a space that the family, you know, it was kind of, uh, her, you know, corner to, sure, to yeah, bake. It was her really. office. It was pretty much her yeah. office. So yeah. she could, she got to call the shots on what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And she uh -huh. could go bolder just because it wasn't like the family's living space, you know, right. and it was kind of off to a corner and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, we didn't have to worry as much about the flow of that Kelly Green into uh -huh. um, something else. That it's not where she was entertaining. Like, but yeah. she, she floated so well. It was it was quite. Again, everyone have to go in your portfolio and look at the images. But like, you had white upper cabinets. Yeah. But then you entered a space that was a bar, right? Yeah. It was an entertaining was space. Bar. Yes. And even though you just said it, it flowed lovely into the. You yeah. know, you had a lot of oil rub bronze kind of yes. finishes in there. We did. Yeah. I can't remember. It was it had wallpaper it had wallpaper that was this gold mm -hmm. kind of it looked it like beauty yes it mm -hmm. was yeah mm -hmm. so okay yeah and it, it even though again that green didn't carry it it all looked lovely together Thank i'm you. just saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my favorite projects well how, how do you pick how do you actually get into picking the color even if you because one of the things that i struggle with sometimes is i might have a an a vision of what I want the color to look like, but actually finding the paint color that achieves that color. Oh, preach. And, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I know that you had that problem with your purple. It's, that <laughs> is so, so, so hard. Yeah. So yes, walk us through that How process. To, well, yeah. um, that's when I have a paint session with my clients uh -huh. and I bring my, all my paint decks and we look at color there, but ultimately swatches 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 mm -hmm. always do samples um light can hit super differently so on different, different walls mm -hmm. um and do a big enough swatch so that you can kind of really get a feel of that color because something that looks great on a fan deck that is not enough completely differently yes that is not big enough for you to get <laughs> a real feel it's it's a place to start yes yeah yeah and so that's kind of how we you know ultimately choose narrow down and choose the color Okay, so you you decide you want that sort of Kelly emerald green for the um, thing. Do you, how many how many samples would you normally get for like a kitchen cabinet? Like two, ten? Uh, for questions. I'm gonna ask. I'm giggling. I'm giggling. Two, ten, forty. <laughs> I mean, there's some colors that are trickier than others, so. Mm -hmm. The Cali Green, I think the client also was really sure what she wanted. So I don't, I think we had probably two or three that mm -hmm. were we were considering and then we narrowed it down. Um, I had the Pink Living Room uh, project that you know about in my portfolio and that we sampled, I think, close to 10 yeah. to get that right shade of pink in that room. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And so I think it depends. Some yeah. picture, I mean, some colors are easier to kind of look at or find than others, mm -hmm. right? What are the hardest? What have been the hardest? The hardest actually have been the midtones. Um, you know that mm -hmm. uh, like that middle tone blue or that middle tone green. 
um, have been harder or like kind of you're looking for like a mid-tone taupe could be hard because yeah. it, you so don't many. want too brown you don't want too gray so it's kind of hard to green all yeah. you know yeah other yeah. tones come out differently um so i think though the mid-tones i feel like are harder than light or dark okay yeah yeah i, I always think yellow is hard because it like it becomes so bright I don't know. It's just something about yellow. I'm uh, looking at you because I feel like you're the yellow girl. Yes, you always love yellow. I, I went, I painted just a bar cabinet yellow. And so that's why she's laughing at me. But it's, it, I'm not, but, I just, or, but I know you but love yellow. But I went like the Benjamin yeah. Moore bright yellow. Yeah. Like, so in but my you were opinion going though, bright. that was what I'm saying is like, that was the most intense shade of it. So it wasn't a, like, I wasn't even looking for undertones. It was uh -huh. a primary color mm, that wow. I was in, and it ended up being a hard color for them to, um, the, for the painter to accomplish oh, yeah. just um, from an actual, the chemical part of it, of making yellow paints really hard to make that true. Oh. Yeah. Huh. In his lacquer, in his finish, whatever. So anyway. Yeah. So. And I would say undertones can be tricky too. Yeah. You know? And this went more orange. So it actually, yeah. like the under, instead of being the Benjamin Moore color that I requested, the formula he ended up putting on, it had, it came out like with some more, more orangey undertones. And oh, he was yeah. like, I can, he, he, the first thing he said was, I will redo it. Like, <laughs> I, I know it's not the color specifically wanted. I was like, I think I, I think it's fine though. Like, it's going to be you and me that know that, but anyone else is still going to be like, why is this yellow? You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, the undertones are really mm -hmm. like. Yeah, like grays. If you think about what gray is, gray is just basically a desaturated color, right? Right. Yeah. And so there's going to be an undertone of some sort. Yeah. No matter know, what. No matter yeah, what. Yeah, right. It's just picking which undertone you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always, that's that can be tricky sometimes too with different lighting. Sure. Yeah. So do you, when you are trying to figure out what the undertone of a color is, you just like hold up other swatches against it? I mean, that's what I do. I don't know if that's the way to do it, but <laughs> that's, you know, like if you're looking at a fan deck, right. you might see like, okay, I'm in the grays. I can tell this one when I put it next to its neighbor, this is more blue and this is more purple. So I'm going to go mm -hmm. towards the purple one or the blue one or whatever you're looking for. Yeah. But is there a better way to do it? I mean, I would say you always have to look at it in different lighting. Um, okay. The best, of course, is in the room that you want it in. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you already have furniture in that space, it's also good to look at it against that. Um, just because, you know, something, a big piece that's bold blue, for example, could pick up more blues and the paint color. Um, and so you kind of want to see what is, what it's going to be surrounded by. Yeah. Um, in. Yeah. To reflect, you know, the color. Sure. And then, and then I've also heard this, I don't know that I've ever noticed it in my own house, but like they say, oh, okay. If you've got lots of like green foliage outside, Oh, it yeah. can make your paint color go more green. Or I remember when you did your, you had all that red clay. Oh you, my did gosh, you feel like yes. it made the inside look different? Yeah. I mean, it was so true. Like the reflection from outside versus before they put yes. the grass down. It was oh, yeah. weird how it would play. Because yeah. there was nothing on the windows, right? Like, no, it was a brand new build and it was just 
that bright red color coming through yeah. was like affecting how I was like, swat- to your point, like just swatching. I was like, I can't tell everything. Yeah. Everything seems to have red reflecting on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. have you ever flown above Atlanta during pollen season? You <laughs> see this big cloud yes. of yellow. And yeah. how does that not affect what, what you, you're what you're seeing? Yeah. You know, you can't, True. when you, you know, when you mm-hmm. look at it, look at it from afar, you're like, wow, it's basically <laughs> sheathed in this yellow, yes. yellow yes. cloud. Um, yeah. So of course that's going to affect for sure how colors. That's a look, really good point. Like, um, on your wall. So what do you, what do you do? I guess you just have to pick in your space. You have to pick in your space. Yeah. You just have to pick in your space. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, I'm sure all of you have had this happen where a friend has asked you a recommendation on a paint color and sent you something on the computer and you're like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to tell you yes or no. Yeah. And they've come a far way about like, you know, you can apply it to different places on your house. Right. But it's never. And And I'll tell you a story. I had an old client who they were moving from New York, bought a house site, uh, and then just had a picked a color in New York and no. then had it painted, the whole house painted. The inside? Inside, okay. whole house. And they thought they picked a light gray and they moved in and- It was purple. All they saw was powder blue. Uh, and <laughs> they had to spend like 10K repainting yes. it because <laughs> it was well, just powder blue all over. Yeah. Even though, you know, when they were in New York, they thought they picked a light gray because it looked, you know, different mm-hmm. in the different oh. light. So, yeah. Well, see, and this is what drives me. So, okay. This is what drives me nuts about people asking about the paint color. And I get that if you're research, you're in the beginning stages, you just want to like maybe get a couple colors. Mm hmm on your short list and then you start swatching mm-hmm. and then but right anytime someone asks like what is that paint color we get it around our catalog all the time i'm like D- D- it's irrelevant because we have <laughs> that was shot in a windowless warehouse right we've lit it with photography lights then we photographed it then we photoshopped it and then we printed it on paper so this color bears no resemblance to right. what the actual paint color was so Sure, I can give you the name of it, yeah. but please do not. Well, yeah, it's a bouncing off this. point, but don't be like, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm now picking that for my whole house. Right. Right. So, yeah. Don't just stop there. Yeah. You know, um, because you'll, t- you'll regret it. Yeah. You'll, have nothing. <laughs> yeah. you'll get powder blue instead of gray. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if you find this, I'm, I want to know your opinion on this. How many times do you go back? Say, okay, you make your first selection of four or five. You feel strong about it. Again, I know everything varies, but how many times have you been like, all right, so none of these are right. This is the closest, but still not right. I need to go back to the paint and get more swatches. I've had that happen once or twice, um, but you know, usually you had it on the first time. Yeah. yeah, Because, you know, there's a lot of kind of testing before Mm -hmm. the whole room gets painted and that's what swatches are for. And, you know, usually if it's a tricky color, then we kind of try to take a look if like one wall is painted to make, just really make sure. Yeah, no, that was that was probably before. a poor question on my part. I was meaning like in the swatch in the phase. Swatching phase. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the swatching phase. Yeah. Oh, I had that happen. Yes. Um, the pink room was was a case. Like you had a grouping of them, yes. and then you were like, still like, nope, none of these are right. Yep, yeah, we did that one. That one was really hard to nail down because it was like, okay, it was came off too purple. You know, some pinks, mm-hmm. pinks. You know, 
it was it was a tricky yeah. um, shade um, <laughs> to kind of get that right. And you didn't want it to be bubblegum. Like, you don't want to be yeah. bubblegum. You don't want it to be too sweet, too girly. Uh-huh. Um, but you still want it to be, you know, sophisticated. And, mm-hmm. and she wanted it to be feminine, mm-hmm. um, but not too um, kid-ish. Mm-hmm. If sure. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, that has happened before. So do you, like, if, if you do, I've heard people say, like, oh, I use this color, but cut in half. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Or is that a bad I've done that before, try? but it's a lot. It depends on, um, you know, you would have to be really involved in making sure that, the you know, you're getting the percentages right. And you can specify 75%, but then how does that look? Is it going to be too washed down now? Mm-hmm. So there's also still... A whole sampling process that mm-hmm. I would recommend okay. take place, and it, it seems like a lot of extra steps, and it's annoying and inconvenient, but it's worth it before you, you know, paint yeah. paint a whole house or a whole room in that color. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Once you actually paint it on all four walls, you're probably not going to repaint it. So. Yeah. You know, or yeah. yeah. So. Doing the extra sampling yes. is worth it in the long run. It's worth it in the long yeah. run. Yeah. And it's, it, in the moment, it can always seem like, oh, you know, now go to the paint store and get yeah. samples and yeah. do this and buy 10 brushes. And yeah, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. I will say, yeah. I have used now like several times Sampleize. Have any of y'all used that? Mm-hmm. And I really like yeah. it. Yeah. I've had good results with it. Yes. It's you. Can, what is it? It's yeah. basically like a vinyl decal of a paint oh. color. And so they have. Then yes. You know, you just stick it on. Yeah. yeah. You just stick it from on. And the you can, vent. I've done it from the paint company. Yeah. You can oh, get yeah. it from Benjamin Moore or you can get it from this, from oh. this company. And that way you mm-hmm. can do like, like I, I was just doing a pink bedroom um, and my daughter's bedroom. And I've tried like a Farron Ball color and a Benjamin Moore and a Sherwin Williams, like a couple different mm-hmm. colors. Anyway, so I could and just order all at You could all order at once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, but yeah. I, I, I really liked it. I felt yeah. like it was pretty consistent to the actual color once it was painted. I felt like it. Yeah. And another important thing about paint is a lot of times people will try to do um, like, oh, they'll pick a Benjamin Moore color, but their contractor uses Sherwin William and they'll say, oh, we'll color match. Um, you can color match, but a lot of times the pigments can be a little different and so it could come off just a tint different mm-hmm. and no, so I think it's a great warning um yeah that's something you know so now I I try to if it's if the if somebody tells me to pick from Sherwin Williams I, I pick from Sherwin Williams just because you don't know what pigments you know the variation yeah. and mm-hmm. all that stuff and that it can all affect how a color reads yeah okay what about neutrals i i think neutrals are kind of hard and i do mm-hmm. you know we kind of went through this phase where everyone was going doing like a gray neutral yeah and we've talked a couple times <laughs> in the show especially recently how you know we're seeing people getting away from gray adding a few you know warmer neutrals into, into the palette more right. wood tones so i'm curious what your go-to neutrals are for a paint color um, we've definitely veered away from gray, thankfully. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> that's been... Yeah, I think as yeah. an industry, as a, as a total, we're all like, ooh, okay, good. We're all happy. Um, I'm seeing more veering towards like a taupe color, mm-hmm. but less of a... Bra- but 
you know, still kind of in the cooler taupe rather than warm, warm taupe of mm-hmm. like, say, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it's kind of a, you know, a different updated, updated 20, <laughs> yeah. 2020, you know, 2023 um, taupe color. Um I'm sorry, I forgot your question. Oh, no, no, no. no, no it was no. just about this. Well, what I want to know about whites. That's my bigger well, hold question. On, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I have no. more questions about taupe. Oh, just because. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like there That's was fair. there was a, you know, there's like that builder beige. Beige. Which yes. I take as the, the, the one you give away. Yes. Tan that it's, was. Yeah, tan. Yeah, I call it buttercream. <laughs> yeah. It was tan and now it's taupe. So what, what like, what are the undertones? We're looking, like, what, we're, how dark? How I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, because beige is like that's a beige and taupe. That's a lot. It's a big range. You know, that's a range. Exactly. It's a range. Um, I would say tan has more browns and a little, probably a little bit of reds in it. Mm-hmm. Um, taupes are, to me, I think they're a little bit lighter, like more yellow. But it doesn't read yellow. There right, is probably right. more yellow in it, but it doesn't read yellow. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the builder beige, that just, that has a lot of yellow in it, which is why I think it was so hard to work with. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of dark too. Yes. You know, like it was yeah. more towards a mid-tone yes. than light. I think of. Yeah, and I don't know why that was decided on as the the general. Do you think you can just ask for Builder Beige these days? Do you think if you walk into a paint (laughs) store and you're like, I'd like a can of Builder Beige? Is that like for someone else? I guess everyone probably has their own interpretation of what Builder Beige is. I think of more like a khaki, like that Mm -hmm. more, you know, a little bit more brown and like darker. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe Builder Beige just had their PR team come out and like <laughs> redefine it for us. Sherwin Williams and Benjamin Moore need to have a shade and it's called Builder All Beige. Builder. This is your Builder Beige. That way yeah, you know, okay, I'm not doing that one. You're trying to be, <laughs> that's the one to avoid. They're like, we don't sell this color, yeah. but we offer it so you know what not to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. Now, now we can talk right. about it. I, I make just, sure you're, well, you're happy with I your taupe comps. It's... I think neutrals are hard because if you're, I mean, if yeah. you're going white, like, okay, I, I gotcha. If you're doing a color that I get, but then like a neutral, it's kind of sort of like, okay, are you doing cream? Is it beige? Is it sandy? You know, warm neutral. Is it more mm-hmm. of a gray neutral? How gray is getting into like really gray territory? And then you yeah. have that whole, um, anyway, so I just, I, but I guess it's sampling. Sampling. Gonna... And call a designer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Call a designer. Okay. White. Well, I don't think whites are easy. I think whites are hard. 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 Like, it was so hard. And I'm aware that my uh, percentage was a lot because I was doing the out the exterior of my home. Uh, so yes. that white was a big decision, not only yeah. financially, but actual size of square footage. Do you remember the whites you picked? Yes. I do, because I was so in fear that I would pick a cold white for outside that people would think I had whitened, like, bad whitened teeth, like, you know, <laughs> where it, like, was reflective at night, um, that I actually probably went a little more yellow, or, sorry, a little more creamy just to make sure. Yeah. Um, so I actually ended up with creamy was the name of the color for my exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, so the house, a, I don't think it, from the street, it doesn't look creamy. It looks white, like a good white. 
Yeah. Exterior also can be really tricky because of the sunlight. So um, a color that could read yeah. as mid-tone could come off really light in, mm-hmm. under the sun. So yeah. exterior is also a yeah. tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. like you have to go. You need to go a shade darker. Yes. Than what you think it's going to look like. Exactly for exterior. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that out with the shutters because they were uh, they were supposed to be a very soft sage, and it was. And I've said this before on the podcast because I really was like shocked at. I did a soft color outside, and it went baby blue, like yes. you said, and I was yeah. like, nope, you're yeah. supposed to be green. And so I had that was where I went. I went back quite a few times and did different ranges and it it was a one that again the chip I would have never picked I would like too green yeah but outside the way and again back to the white thing you know there's it was the debate inside as well inside the home is I picked a white that we had used on a ranch Mm -hmm. prior and it was in the same uh lot it was on the same property Mm -hmm. we knocked down the ranch so when we were building, I was like, oh, well, I know lighting, quote unquote, the house is facing the exact same direction. Now, are the windows and the amount of lighting coming in definitely different in the yeah. new home? There's more, there are more windows. So we picked a white, but we had picked a white on cabinetry to go into a space. And because cabinet guy needed the color before we did the walls. Mm-hmm. And so then we that were trying. That is so annoying. Well, yeah, and I don't know if it's right because I've only done the process once. So there's a lot of fault here of like maybe I should have said don't paint this one set of cabinetry because I don't know which white I'm doing for the whole house uh-huh. yet for all the trim. Mm-hmm. And so if, that was hard because I think we actually, once we put up big white swatches on the walls inside that room, right. once the drywall was up, we both actually picked a different white that we both really felt better about. Yeah, It was a little cleaner. But because it was the higher, taller ceilings, more windows, it just yeah. it felt better yeah. in the original white that had looked great in the house prior. So anyway, yeah. it was a learning for me to be like, man, and that was just order of things too. And I was like, but we already picked the he's already sprayed them. Is it worth mm-hmm. paying him to read? Right. Them? So anyway, yeah. That's why for me, I I feel like white is either a designer picks one that they always use, or do you? Or is it really you go by like the way the house faces? Like how do you I mean I do have a couple of whites that I to me are tried and true mm-hmm. that are pretty good. What are you um, gotta tell us what they are? <laughs> um Greek Villa. These are all mm-hmm. Sherman Willem. Greek Villa is a good one. Although it could read um Which way too does that yellow one yeah, okay. sometimes. So it, yeah. it, it that is one that I you know have to look at the light of the house. Mm-hmm. Um the other one is White Dove by mm-hmm. Ben Moore mm-hmm. is also good. Classic. So yes. that is the white that was in the ranch that oh, then that I assumed. It. Right. But again, you have to, yeah, I know it's a whole, like, got to be in the space. But yeah, that was the one that I was like, White yeah. Dove. And Susan Kasler <laughs> told us for years I was hers. And so I was like, well, obviously. I mean, if I'll it's just... good enough for Susan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for years, for I felt that way. And it was great in the first house. Okay, sorry. But it, it's still a beautiful white. I picked yes. it. I mean, it's what yes. my whole house is. Er, yeah. So but yes okay good check that one <laughs> what's the third one? one yeah um i'm blanking on the name but it's sherwin williams 7004 and i'm blanking on the <laughs> well, name i'm gonna google it i'm gonna google it <laughs> okay because right i want to know 7004 um chantilly lace is another one chantilly, i've heard a lot yes, about but it oh, also my, has, has a little undertone a... that i think it was right a little is bit more blue? brown is it right. sherwin williams 774 oh snowbound is it it's snowbound. Um, well, of course. 
You probably have it right. I feel like you do. Or seven zeros or eight. Now I'm now I'm questioning. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, snowbat is is Mm. the name of the color that I've I've used often, and that to me is a safe um, white that reads warm and Mm -hmm. neutral. Like it doesn't scream white, but Mm -hmm. it is a white Mm -hmm. um, and just clean. Yeah. 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 I have Chantilly lace in our in our house. I like it. It's I would say it's pretty clean. Um, but it has like maybe a tiny bit more of yellow, but like t- tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my living room's like pretty gets a lot of natural light. So it just is a bright white, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, that was what felt good because again it was a new space and so maybe the cre- I can't remember but yeah I remember outside we went creamy because I was like cannot go yeah like this cannot be sterile <laughs> so much house well yeah in our old house the white color I picked on the swatch it looks taupe it doesn't yeah. look white at all yeah but once I painted the whole house I thought it looked white from the street but yeah anyway it just yeah. it is weird seeing it in the swatch because it doesn't even look like white to yeah. me but. It's ballet white. Just in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your yes. whites. I yeah. love hearing designers' whites. And I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of crossover, of course. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it is, I think that's an interesting one. And the Greek Villa one, I feel like it's used a lot too. Yes. Yeah. I've heard that yeah. one a lot. Yeah. I know we used to use it a lot in our um, catalog. We haven't used it in a while. There's okay. always Builder Beige you can bring that yeah. too. <laughs> Maybe we will. <laughs> we were picking a yellow recently and I did think it was hard because I, and maybe this is me having flashbacks when I was in middle school, I picked a yellow for my bedroom <laughs> and I picked it off a swatch, which obviously we know is a terrible idea. And y'all, it was like highlighter. <laughs> oh no. But I was like, out of, you know, we picked it, we tell the painter and then I came back like, from camp you or love something. It though, probably. As a child? No. Oh, no, you hated it. As a child. Well, I mean, it was irrelevant because we weren't gonna repaint it. So I was just like, all right, I guess this is the color, but I don't oh, know. <laughs> it was just it was really bright. It was really bright. This really tell I, I love think- this about you. <laughs> Mine I think like a spa. Like talk about comical swaps. <laughs> like it's like mineral yeah. blue. Like <laughs> it's true. Now you're like the yellow girl. Well, I just I so that was a very formative lesson to me because I was like, okay, it's gonna be a lot brighter and a lot more vibrant once you get four walls worth oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. So you need to go a lot lighter and a lot muddier than what you think you want. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this yeah. if you look at it on the swatch, you probably need to go lighter and more gray, I guess. Or not more gray, muted. but like more muted. Yeah. Yes, exactly. More mm-hmm. muted. That's a better word. Yeah. More muted than the color you're hoping to achieve. Right. And in the end, paint is an easy enough of a fix, you know? I mean, that is so true. (laughs) Yes, yes. My white, I was more concerned about, but I will say interior rooms, to your point. Yeah. I have not been super stressed. Um, I've been trying to pick my dining room color, and we've now gone through three. Like, I continue (laughs) just to repaint it and be like, nope, not right. So, (laughs) to your point, yeah, Yeah. there's a little bit of an investment in, you know, the gallon gallon of paint and all the taping, but. Other than those two things, right. I only wasted like three evenings. It's totally fine. No, those are good ones. Okay, and then what about finishes? I actually had a girlfriend ask me recently, so maybe you can answer her question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
her, she lives in an old house and her contractor was recommending she do flat, but she currently has flat (laughs) and she's like, I can never clean it. (laughs) I've got, you know, she has two kids, like Mm. exactly five and two, two boys. She's like, they get a a thumb, a fingerprint on the wall or a handprint. Like Mm -hmm. they drive their race car on the wall. And now I have, you know, marks on the wall. Like what is the what what is your suggestion i guess so i always recommend an eggshell finish on walls um that to me is more of a standard just because uh flat so the higher the sheen the higher the maintenance um after the paint is on what do you mean higher the maintenance like so um Sorry, the flatter the sheen. Ah, uh, okay. The the high, you know, because flat paint, for example, it shows every mm-hmm. um, fingerprint. It's harder to clean if you wipe it; it smudges. Versus high gloss, if you imagine something, you can easily wipe it off. Uh-huh. However, the higher the sheen level, the harder it is. The the more flaws it shows on the walls. Yes. So. Um, Builders and contractors tend, in my experience, I'll just say from my experience, tend to like flatter paint because, you know, if Ah. something, if they need to go back and repaint something, they can, and it doesn't show the brush marks Mm -hmm. or roller marks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it might be more forgiving. It's a lot more forgiving on walls. Exactly. So it's Uh a lot more forgiving on um, imperfect walls or walls that aren't completely you know, leveled or flat. Mm-hmm. So older homes, for example, mm-hmm. um, whereas a high, sh- high gloss paint could, you know, it's very obvious. Yeah. So like if you try to touch it up, there yes. will be a spot where you can tell that it was touched up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So putting paint on, it's easier to have a flatter finish You know, it's easier to apply a flatter finish. However, once the paint is on living with it, it's easier to live with, you know, something that has a bit more of a sheen. Um, and so I always recommend, um, eggshell for the walls because it's, it's just got that slight hint of a sheen, Uh um, to make it, a little bit easier to maintain you it's a little bit more wipeable i mean nowadays they make washable mat um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there is that but you know if you, you want to think also about whether you know having light bounce off the walls too and yeah. not have you know the wall suck in the light so i think eggshell is always my go-to for walls unless it's like a dark color or you're wanting a different effect in a room yeah My question is more just like, well, okay, that doesn't answer my question, but like, okay, what should one expect the lifespan of their paint job to be? Because Mm, my my friend and I were talking about this because I do love flat for that sort of, it's almost like a blur tool. Like it just sort of like, it is. Yeah. And I sometimes love that depending on the space. Um, And I just am like, well, yes, you're right. Now that I have you know, with kids and stuff, I do have spots that are not perfect, right. but I kind of figure like, should one, I probably have to repaint every five years anyway. Like what's the lifespan that one should expect in, in your yeah. like busiest spaces? I don't know. I don't know about that actually. Um, but I would think probably if it's high use, you know, with young kids, 
five years is probably a good time. Like you're probably going to have to repaint every five years anyway. Right? Yeah. And I would say 10 years, definitely. I mean, regardless of the finish you use. So. Right. Right. Anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is for her, but that help. That's helpful. No, I guess I the eggshell is just a good. Yeah. I have yeah. eggshell and I will say the, that Mr. Eraser, like it worked so well. Yeah. Like yeah. for the, for that finish on my Right. Walls. Right. It has made it disappear because there's lots of handprints. Yeah. Yeah. And scuff marks from cars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can race cars <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then for trim and doors and stuff, I'm guessing you do semi-gloss or semi-gloss. Satin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you add a little more reflectiveness to the trim work. Yes. Okay. Why and is that? Why do we say that for trim? Because imagine if you're, say, a baseboard, you're kicking it or, you, you know, it gets mm. scuffed up more. Um, it's way easier to clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just withstands mm-hmm. kind of, you know, s- you know, stains and scuffs. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Oh, this is a question I had to answer that I didn't, I had to like research. Is the shoe molding match the floor or does it match the, for trim work, or does it match the actual piece of trim? Because it'll do the shoe mold if you do oh, your yeah, hardwoods into the, mm-hmm. your hardwoods run into your actual Base molding. Base molding. Right. You then do a piece of shoe molding, which right. is what hides the imperfections of those two pieces. Right. And it's just a round, usually. Yeah. Like yeah. Small. Around. yeah. And then they, they asked me, do, does this match the floors or does this match the... Um, and I was like, I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it is just personal choice. It might be. I, I think you could go either way, but I usually have a mass, match the base thing yeah okay <laughs> it was it was a real i was like i don't know i gotta go like investigate yeah. so i was i was investigating everywhere i went for a while. Oh, oh yeah glass <laughs> yeah yeah i'm here i think mine matches the floor yeah now you'll Maybe. now you'll look i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. good luck i don't know that's right. a good yeah, good to know though one. there isn't an, there isn't an actual right answer it's yeah preference okay <laughs> okay what about when you're going dark because we didn't really talk about dark colors right um, what is like how dark is too dark? <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> what is dark? That was your answer. Yeah. Uh, I like a dark and moody wall color. Um for dark colors, I think so actually one thing I think most people uh I think it's a misconception is that when a room does not get a lot of light, they should go light on the walls to keep it light, mm-hmm. you know, to keep it bright. However, if you're doing very light walls in a room that doesn't get a lot of daylight, it a lot of times reads more dingy than mm-hmm. than light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that basement look yes. that nobody likes. Yes. Yeah. And so a lot of times when a, a room doesn't get a lot of daylight, I actually recommend going a color, like, you know, a or even a dark color and let's go, let's create a mood instead mm-hmm. um, and distract from the, you know, lack of light. Um, and then for dark colors, I usually up the sheen level just so light continues to bounce mm. and reflect off of the walls Brilliant. to keep okay, it, yeah. you know, to keep it light. Mm-hmm. Um, um, okay. Sorry. I was thinking back to your pink bedroom. Uh, pink dining room that we were talking about and I forgot mm-hmm. to ask a question which was um, and, and to give people some context in that dining room you had like some wainscoting that was white and then it was like pink yes. above it and then the crown and the ceiling were all pink so it was yes. like everything above the wainscoting was pink. Yes. Correct. Yes. So my question is when you are doing 
that look where you've got your wall and your trim the same right. color. Yeah. What do you recommend for the ceiling? So it depends. I know that's a very frustrating yeah. answer, but it depends. Um, for this room particularly, because we already have the paneling um, that's white, um, and then if you're just doing the walls and the pink, I, we didn't feel like that was enough impact of a pink, mm -hmm. so we mm -hmm. carry that pink into the ceiling. And now, in I, I believe for this project was the case, we did the walls in an eggshell, the trim in a semi-gloss, and the ceiling in a mat. Okay. So these are the finishes I would recommend for the three areas of a room anyway. And so we kind of kept it that. And so that also kind of gave it a little bit more depth. So the trim is, you know, glossier than the walls and then the ceiling is flatter, um, even though it's all the same color. Okay. Yeah. But so would you, for someone that like, do you think it's weird to do white on, I, I get why in there you did the pink, but as a rule, if you're kind of going with an all over look on the walls, Mm-hmm. Like, should you pick something tonal for the ceiling? Should you do white for the ceiling? Like, I don't know. I think with a dark wall, the ceiling always confuses me because it's like, is your eye going to go uh, yeah. up and is yeah. that good or bad? And, you know, I think it depends also on your ceiling height. So if you have very tall ceilings, you might want to paint the ceiling too to kind of give it a more intimate feel. Whereas okay. if you have very low ceilings, you might want to keep that white to kind of, you know, lengthen the room, keep the room kind of feeling taller. Yeah. Um, okay. And also it depends on how dramatic of a color you're picking and does your eye need that break? Um, mm -hmm. And then kind of what's connected to that room. So, um, you know, color is a lot about context, right? So. Sure it's kind of hard to give a, a straight answer on whether to right. paint a ceiling or not. You kind of have to factor in all these other things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. I feel that one because I think you just walk into a space and you're like, like, you know, if it's right or wrong, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, also a lot of times the, the tricky thing about paint is where to stop it. So if you have a oh, bold yeah. color for a room, does it have an ending point? Yes. And so if you have a good ending point and you want to go dramatic, um, mm -hmm. you know, go ahead and paint the yeah. ceiling. But, you know, I try to do that in a room in our house, but then the, the ceiling just goes into a stairwell. So uh -huh. there was no, there was well, no way. You can't stop. You yeah. can't stop the color. True. So Yikes. you, it might not be your decision. It might just be the room the and the layout built, yeah. that kind of dictates also how far the color can go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when we, when I did our, my bedroom, I did like a dark blue and I did the base and the wall and the ceiling or, and the, the crown. And at the time I was like, I just feel like a white ceiling is going to look really jarring yeah. yeah against this like sort of deep, deep peacock so i did sort of like a light to mid-tone gray yeah and i like how it turns out but i don't know that a white wouldn't have looked fine but right i think my gut was just like yeah if i have everything be this dark blue and there's like stark white, white. yeah it's not gonna be strange yeah um but yeah, to your point. I mean, I yeah. had a very enclosed space with the door. And, and that could also be the case for painting, whether to paint your base molding or ceiling molding, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a very bold color, do you want two bands of white running on the bottom and the top? For sure. You know, yeah. or do you want to paint it the same wall color and make the wall feel taller, taller. and lengthen that? Yeah. Um, so it, it depends. And sometimes your eye does need the break 
for you know to have white yeah. moldings but i have always wondered like why do we paint trim white you know what i mean like where did that come from why is that <laughs> the standard you know what i mean i haven't no i have not thought about it i, I thought about it but i ha- i don't have the answer I, was <laughs> say, I do know they extrude it now and like especially like they make it with resin as well like some of those pieces to make those fancy curves so like if you unpainted a space it wouldn't match like some of our trim was white or even came primed you can get it primed already you can get it anyway so right but you can paint it so i'm like did every did did they just do white to standardize it and then then, to your point keep it white because people always ask like is that look where you do the baseboards and the wall and the trim a trend and i don't know Mm -hmm. and i so i've thought like okay is that a trend or is the trim was just, just a really long trend of having yeah, white trim and baseboard? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a deeper question. <laughs> I just, I love the look <laughs> of the matching, of tr- matching your trim to your, yeah to your walls. Um, I hope it's not a trend. I think it's, I hope it's not a trend. Really elegant. Greek did it and then we were like, okay. If that's I think you see it in a lot of like old houses and in like, English country houses. I don't know why I think that, but <laughs> <laughs> the white molding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, okay. Well, I think it's time that we do a decorating dilemma. What do you think, Sandy? Yeah, you game. Let's do it. So our question is from Tiff and she says, Hey ladies, I love listening to your podcast and get so much inspiration from you and your guests. Thanks Tiff. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. I have listened to every episode and as a born and raised Southerner, shout out to Dothan, Alabama. Oh, hello. I'm from Alabama too. Um, living in the upper Midwest, listening to your podcast, not only inspires me, but helps me feel closer to my Southern roots. I have a design dilemma in our family room. It's an odd shaped room with ceiling beams running across the width of our ceiling. I think we have made good use of the space to maximize seating, but I'm having an issue determining what window treatments to use in our windows. We have four sets of three windows, and while we love the natural light this brings into the room, it is a pain in the rump when we are trying to watch TV due to the glare. I also don't feel like the room has a finished look without something on the windows. I think the window, I think the back windows are an easy fix, but I struggle with our south-facing windows given the placement of the ceiling beam. Any guidance you can provide would be greatly appreciated. Mm. Okay, yeah. So she has like kind of a big, I mean, a big living room. Mm-hmm. She's broken it into two seating areas. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done a great job there. So she kind of has like an L-shaped sectional with a chair and a big coffee table. And then on the other half, she's got looks like a sofa, kind of a track arm sofa with two sort of bergere chairs and a coffee table. And that's kind of like with her... Um, her fireplace mm-hmm. um it doesn't seem like she has very tall windows and those beams are in the way of ideal curtain hanging height mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i would recommend her um do roman shades on those windows um and it could be really something really simple just to kind of tone down the glare or the light coming in and just mm-hmm. filter it a little bit mm-hmm. to, so it's a softer glow um Or it could be something more decorative. She could do like a neutral um, patterned even um, fabric and have that be kind of part of, you know, kind of pull in colors and 
from from her furniture and make that more decorative. So, because I mean, she technically could fit a curtain rod now. Yeah, she couldn't go much above the it. Yeah, she, she couldn't could. go above the ceiling. But you just think a Roman shade would look would look yeah. nicer. Okay. And it doesn't seem like her ceiling is height is very high. So I think she could fit in a seal like a, a curtain rod. But I think it might seem a little squat. Okay. Um, and and just crowded um, okay. underneath the beam. Okay, got it. So yeah, a Roman shade. What kind of color are you thinking? Like something, wait, did you already say that? Yes. Kind of a color, like the wall color? Or? Um, I would do uh, neutral, soft neutrals. Okay. Um, or she could do like woven shades could be nice too. Um, or, you know, I've done, you know, in my house, you know, we also get a lot of direct sunlight because mm-hmm. we're um, east-west facing. So I've done like those honeycomb shades. Um and that could be a great solution because when it's up, it just kind of blends in with your molding. It kind of goes mm-hmm. away. You don't notice it much. But when it's when you have the direct sunlight coming in, you kind of put it down and it just softens the glow, mm-hmm. you know, the, the light coming in. So your windows feel like it's still glowing from the light, but it's mm-hmm. not so harsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honeycomb shade. So it's yeah. like a woven like a, um, or like a roller shade. No, it's, it's like a double layer. Yeah, it, they have different uh-huh. layer, uh, different layer amounts, thicknesses, uh-huh. um, and that could be great for kind of just light filtering. Okay. Yeah, or she could do you know solar shades too, but I think Romans will look the best uh-huh. um, in terms of style wise. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I definitely I agree with you on that because I feel like even the you know a nice woven would add that natural element which seems like it would go great with her other finishes mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, and I I did those and they're great because again so many companies do them now and we even got the ones that you press a button and they oh, go nice. down and yeah. it is wonderful. So yeah. in a situation like this where you know once a day you're pressing them up and or twice yeah. a day I guess you're going up once and then down once, you know, it, it yeah. was it's yeah. great. I have been so happy with my blinds.com. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I know. We don't they're I'm same. actually shocked by how nice they are. Yeah, for same. how affordable they That's are. That's where I got mine too. I priced, oh, really? I priced and I priced in many places, and my, yeah, I was I love mine. I there. think the the quality of the fabric on mine is so pretty and so easy to hang. <laughs> They're cordless. I don't know. I just I'm, yeah. I, every time I use I, them, I'm like I just love these. And blackout. I mean, I, I have a warranty. Yeah. Anyway, okay. If you have them, them yet, yeah. but yeah, have you haven't tried them, them yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, us over here. I mean, us commoners. We've been yeah. over on blinds.com. No, I'm kidding. They had they had some great options. Yeah, for the woven's and um, yeah. yeah. So I'm happy with them anyway. Yes. <laughs> but if you have another brand you'd like to see yeah, support sure. on, if you have a particular kind. We don't of you sell like. Romans at Valley's. So yeah. We're not. Not yet. You're not it's in not competition. Yet. Yes. But you know, the shades are hard. That's shades a hard, hard business. I mean, there's a whole companies literally for just that. So yeah. it shows like there's a oh, lot yeah. of pieces to the puzzle. Yes, there is. And I have I have three different 
kinds of shades in my house from three different companies oh, just to test, yeah. you know, for different purposes yeah. and mm-hmm. different rooms and different oh, yeah. Picking those out was <laughs> like a, a whole thing. Yes, because yeah. you really are. There's the budget aspect. Then yes. it is like, oh, do I want a cordless so my kids can't like strangle themselves? Yeah. And then you got the actual, the way it looks. And, and the, the privacy. Way. Do you need a liner? Do you need oh, blackout? My gosh. What yeah. color? Sh- oh, that's a good question. And Actually, please? what color should the back backing of your oh, shade yeah. be do you have a do you have a go-to um usually it's white um usually it's usually white yeah because any lining really it's yeah. usually it's white mm-hmm. um and if you have an hoa or an apartment you're in a condo or an apartment usually oh. they have a, a rule a rule oh. about that yeah that it should be white yeah thank yeah, you facing out the sometimes windows. i just think it looks bad i don't know right well okay you my house is black and so <laughs> oh. sometimes oh, i just feel like oh the different. white looks yeah weird you are different well if you're in a single family well yeah so i could do any color right, i just more right. so it's like does if brown work i don't know if you're doing like a pattern fabric i think double-sided would be would sometimes a lot of times look nice from oh. the outside too yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah true but pretty. yeah anyway that's a good point. I hadn't With thought the, about the exterior color of your house. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. if your house is like white or a light color of any sort, then white makes more sense. But yeah. I did it. I have the white backing on some from our in our bedroom, and I see them all the time. And I'm like, I don't really love that, but <laughs> but I don't know what a good alternative is. There's not really a good other option. So anyway. Yeah. Question for right. another that day. was a great shade combo. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, she's well, such a beautiful hard. Yeah. And yeah. Tiff, you obviously have so much style. I love that they're in one of your images too. I can tell you made your husband or somebody get up because their feet are in the, <laughs> they're on the sectional in one of the images. And you can tell she was like, get like, up, get up. I got to take a whole photo of this room. <laughs> I did not notice that at first. That is so funny. No, it's a really cute space. But she's done space. a great job oh, dividing so into cute. two spaces. I love it. And, and those Bergere chairs too, with the Outback being in like a, a gold mm-hmm. and, and the linen on the inside. And I love her so, art. Like she's mm-hmm. got that great portrait on the back mm-hmm. and the, yeah. Anyway, great job. Now that she asked for that. We (laughs) love it. Giving that feedback. (laughs) Okay. Also, I think this is an excellent move when you have. You're just saying this to a podcast. I know. Okay. Okay. Describe (laughs) it. Okay. In her secondary seating area, Uh like her non TV watching, Mm -hmm. what looks like maybe where she would like sit to entertain, she has the cocktail height table Mm -hmm. instead of a coffee table. I always love that. Yeah. It's so much, I think, so much um, more comfortable. Like, if it's somewhere where you're serving, like, appetizers, yeah. or, like, you're seating okay. where you're, like, you know, If you have a secondary, yes. Okay. Don't you think? Like, you don't have to lean over so much to, yeah. like, get your cheese board or whatever. It's kind of, like, more. <laughs> it's in between It's in between a coffee table yeah. and a dining table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the actual number would be. Probably but. good for game playing, too. Yeah, true. So true. Anyway, I just think it's, like, a really classic Elegant. (laughs) All right, Sandy, can you tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and see your work? Uh, Yes. So my Instagram handle is s.mozzie.interiors. And then my website is s-mozzie.com. And you can see my portfolio there. Right. Oh, and the fun part to her portfolio is she has before shots for some of it, and that's really fun. <laughs> Everybody loves a before shot. Oh, oh God. I, will, I still yeah. like oh my look at some of the before. Nothing more satisfying. You did that pool area, the W Midtown oh, yes. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're, the pool was beautiful, a light, area. I wanted to sit by it, and then I was like, oh, I want to see this before photo. I was like, ah! I literally like, ooh, 
I can see why they were like, please help us. <laughs> it was bad. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating!